0: Humanity Chats, a conversation about everyday issues that impact humans. Join us. Together, we can go far. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Humanity Chats. We do this on Thursdays, get together and talk about everyday issues that impact humans. I am your hostess for the mostest. My name is Margie March. I am the author of the Shimmer Grant and Same Elephants, and recently the um, Young Shimmer Grant series, which has three books is a children's series. Um, Sasha Goes to America, Sasha Perseveres, and Sasha Dreams Big. Um, we have an amazing woman coming to us today. She is. Um, she just wanted to join us to talk about hope, kindness and the importance of working hard. And that is in line with our theme, with what is going on in the world right now. Um, Dr. Mahara, she has a heart of gold. She is selfless. This woman is from Trinidad. I cannot wait for you guys to get to know her. So if you're here, tell your friend to tell your friend um, and drop it in the chat. Let's know where you're watching from. Um, We know that we have lots of people listening on the podcast Thank you once again, over 400 cities. You guys are amazing. Um, We love to do this. We get together and we talk about everyday issues that impact humans. Before I bring Dr. Maharaj into the chat room, let us learn a little bit more about her. She is um, the CEO of Royalty African Fabrics and Accessories and the founder of My RAB African Dolls in Trinidad you're going to hear a little bit of that Trinidad accent, which I love when she comes. Um, Dr. Maharaj, a.k.a. Nikki Maharaj, was born and raised in the sweet island of Trinidad and Tobago. She later moved to the United States in pursuit of her dreams and fulfilling her destiny. She has since obtained a degree in early childhood education And a doctorate in Christian theology. She is a minister of the gospel, praise the Lord, a serial entrepreneur, and a three times international best-selling children's author. She has been featured in on so many platforms, including the National Library and Information Systems. She has been the April 2021 spotlight for Distinctive Women of Worth magazine, um, the Lady Tracy radio program, author to author with Brandy Hunt, numerous public schools. This God-fearing woman is known for her acts of kindness and compassionate heart. She strongly believes in being a blessing to those in need. Are you amazed yet about Dr. Maharaj? Well, I cannot wait for you to meet Nikki. She professed to go by Nikki, so humble. And so at this time, let us try to get her into the room. We're going to go get her from the green room. Hold on tight. This is Humanity Chats with Margie, and I am Margie March. Hello, hello, Dr. Nikki. Hello, Maggie. How are you today? I am very well, thank you. I'm very well. It is so good to have you with us tonight.
1: It is my pleasure. I have to say thank you for the opportunity again for, you know, reaching out and inviting me on this session because I know a lot of people do not invite you on their platforms. So, you know, I give honor for that.
0: Well, you know what? I could just be quiet and listen to you talk all night because I love that accent, Um, you know? And so we're going to, to help us get started. We try to break the ice a little bit. And so would you mind sharing three fun facts with us about you?
1: All right, fun facts. Let's see. I love to wear African outfits and eat Ghanaian food. Specifically, jollof rice. Another fun fact, I love traveling. Unfortunately, because of COVID, you know, I'm limited right now. But I love traveling, going to the beach. I'm very family-oriented. So that's my three fun facts.
0: So um, I heard about the beach and I heard the family-oriented. But you know what I heard the most was the African food, the Ghanaian food, the jollof rice. Well, give it up because now you just proved that Ghanaian Jollof is better than Nigerian Jollof.
1: So I don't want to get in trouble here. <laughs> uh, but it does taste, you know, amazing. a matter of fact, we had some today.
0: <laughs> oh, you had? Oh, my goodness. I am jealous. I am so jealous because I have not made Jollof in a minute. I will have to find you I'm mm-hmm. so that you can get me some Ghana Jollof, Dr. Nikki. definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, I'm so thrilled when you told us about the topics that you wanted to talk about tonight, which is hope, dreams, and hard work. I thought, oh my goodness, that is so relevant to what is going on in the world today. So now tell us, um, with everything that's going on, COVID numbers, loss of jobs, wars, racial protests um, you know, how do we find hope, Nikki? Wow. Um,
1: you brought up some really interesting, you know, things that is really happening. And a lot of people right now, are, uh, you know, hurting, they bur, you know, they feel like this weight is upon them. When you lose your job, you have, you know, the kids and things like that to take care of. But when you sit down and you really think, of the amount of lives that has been lost, you still have to give God praise because guess what? You're still alive. And he chose you to be alive for this purpose. You know, you have purpose, you have a destiny. And these are things that we look forward to. These are the hope that we hold on to, to take us throughout this season of our life. Um, I want to share something about a, a simple little, I call it a testimony, the beginning of the pandemic, you know, I started making these face masks, before masks, you know, before they started making all these cloth masks and beautiful cloth masks, and I started making these masks, and for those of you who don't know, I am a single mother of two, and um, I have not worked for anybody for the past five plus years, you know. And um, people would wonder, well, how does she, you know, make it by the grace of God? That's the only way that I could say it. But when I started to make these mass, I thought for myself, oh, you know, mass is selling, you know, I'm going to make some good profit and make this money. But the Lord spoke to me and he told me, he said, um, take all that money, go and buy groceries and give it to people. And I said immediately you would you would start you know a regular person would say you know I bind this devil you know you start you know you would rebuke that, but I listened and I did as the Lord instructed me. So I took all that money and I went and bought groceries, and my son and I, um, he's ten, so we you know left um, groceries at apartment buildings. We did um, you know helped you know, a good bit of people in the community and things like that. And um, when that was finished, now my bills were piling up. And I said, Lord, but you said to do this. And um, it's this wasn't in back in March, April around there. And I did not continue to pay my bills and things like that, because, you know, most things were shut down anyway. And um, when we reached the month of around October, I reminded the Lord. I said, Lord, you told me to do this. And I did it. I obeyed. I did it. And Margie, let me tell you, I had a phone call from the county, somebody from the county that told, asked me, she said, somebody that I gave groceries to that I helped was apparently it was a friend of a friend of hers. And she told me, she said, um, she said, Miss Mirage, she said, any bill that you have, I'm going to cover it. And she covered where I'm staying. She covered all my mortgage things for that whole period from April last year. And they're still covering it. I did not ask them. I did not tell them. You know, I didn't go looking for anything. But it was just being obedient in a time like this. Now we would say, okay, people are dying, people losing their jobs, I have my kids to feed, all these different things. But when you sit down and you really listen and discern what the Lord is doing in this season for you, you will see in the midst of everything, you will see, you will find hope in him. You would see that He is able, you know, nobody, you don't have to beg for things, you know, and it may sound, you know, it may sound kind of like, okay, how am I going to do this if I'm not accustomed to it? But trust me, there is a God a, and a prayer answering God. And this is just the, you know, the the things that we be in kind, you know, the, the Bible tells us love is patient, love is kind. When you show kindness and love to others, guess what? It comes back to you all the time. So that's my little two cents there on hope for right now.
0: So um, I'm kind of summarizing what she said, that we shouldn't give up even though things may look bleak because God has a plan for us. Is that what you're telling us? That's right. Now, Um, I'm going to piggyback on what I just said. We have people in hospitals who are ventilators, things not going well. How do you tell such a person's family to keep hope alive? So
1: most of the time we say we didn't come here. One thing I want to say, we, we came here and we have to go. But we don't know the time. We don't know the hour that our time has come. And sometimes if, you know, when you're talking to a family who has, you know, a, a wife looking at her husband from the outside, you know, on ventilator, looking like it's about to, you know, his life is about to be taken. What do you really see? The, the only thing that you could tell that person is be strengthened, be comforted, and that is nothing. It will go through one is and come through the next is. But if they know that, okay, my husband is about to go or he's about to be saved, you know, get saved and be healed, you know, your faith arises in that moment. When you tell somebody, um, you know, it looked like your husband about to die. It looked like things are, you know, he, you know, things are just not looking right. And you start listening to these people, you know, it it affects what you know how you think about things, this is why your association and when you're going through a season, example, like you know, your husband on that bed there, you have to be careful of who you talk to, you have to be careful of who's speaking in your ears at that time because it affects you, the individual. Now, if you're around somebody and they're telling you we're praying for you, you know, come on, let's pray let's believe God, let's trust God in the midst of this. You know, God could turn things around and you give somebody that encouragement and that hope, even if that person were to die tomorrow, That what you just did to that person there, yeah, you gave that, per, you build that person faith up. So it does something to them at that particular moment. So instead of they think about what may be about to happen, They now start to think now mentally, you know, they have like a renewed mind. Mentally, they will start thinking, Okay, I have the hope that my husband is coming home this weekend. I'm seeing my husband coming home because that's what you put inside of that person. That's that seed that you planted into that person.
0: Oh, so. Um, you're also talking about the people that we surround ourselves with i um i was in conversation with someone yesterday and he said something about people that water your plants so we need to surround ourselves with people that would encourage us um, that would motivate us that would that would speak positivity into our lives is what you're saying
1: yes absolutely
0: well, that transitions to the next topic that you um, that we're we're going to discuss, and that is our dreams. Um, you know, there are people that are that have dreams and aspirations, and the market may not be what it used to be. Um, do you say you're gonna wait and do it later? What do we do about the dreams and aspirations that we have, especially during these times?
1: Keep going, keep pushing. Keep forward, because I look at um, Tyler Perry, and if you hear Tyler Perry talk about where he was to where he is today, you would see that you may write a book or a script to do something, and what happens is that everybody's not going to see your dream as how you see your dream. So what you dream, you know, the reality is that whatever your aspiration or what your goal is, when you tell it to me, I'm not going to see that dream as how you see in it. So when Tyler Perry went to certain places and gave this script and said, well, okay, give him a chance, a lot of them turned him down. But look at where he is today because he didn't give up. He kept going. He didn't let her know or a denial stop him or limit him from what his dream, you know, move into what's his dream. If you have a vision for your life or you write things down, you know, and you keep watering, as you said just now, watering these, you know, you write something down and you just keep watering it. Okay. I have to do this. Okay. What's next? Okay. The timing may not look right, But you know what? I'm still going to go forward. If I get a no today, I'm going to try tomorrow again. So what it does, you're one step closer every single day that you try to your goal, to your aspiration, to seeing that dream manifest. But if you sit down and take that no and you just sit down, what's going to happen? That dream right there is going to start picking up dust. It's going to start picking up cobwebs around it. You know, so... You want to keep moving forward.
0: Well, Nikki, I I hear you about wanting to keep forward, wanting to keep moving forward. But sometimes it feels like you've hit a brick wall. You keep trying and things just don't work out. Um, I was reading a comment that um, a woman who is successful now, she made a comment about how, The odds are sometimes stuck in the favor of some more than others. And it could even be with your grades in school. Um, You're trying, but then you're studying as hard. You have dreams and aspirations, but you can't make it any better. Um, Or you said something about writing. It could be that you wrote your dreams down and you're following that plan that maybe that TED Talk said you should follow. Or you're a good Christian or a Muslim or you're following the Quran. You're doing everything that is in your power that you think you're supposed to do. And the dreams are not materializing. I understand the Tyler Perry example that you gave. And I know that that was many years in making, but what do you do when you feel that you're at a loss?
1: So when you hit that roadblock, um, Margie, you know, as a writer, we hear many times people say, you know, I have a writing block. Mm-hmm. And writing block, writer's block is basically, you know, you're on this flow writing and things like that, and then all of a sudden you reach a chapter, and then the thoughts is not coming. you know things is not flowing again Mm -hmm. and if for some instance because of your situation and your circumstance that you reach that point where you see obstacles in your way and things like that Mm -hmm. you have to look and figure out as a child if a child Mm -hmm. wants to get into um, a box Mm -hmm. children play with box all the time Now, if you tape up half side of this box, that child is going to spin that box, spin that box, spin that box until that child figures out without somebody telling them, you know, and that child is going to go into that box now. Mm -hmm. And you would come up and say, well, how did you get into that box? You know, um, you wouldn't even think about the way that that child went into that box. So when an obstacle come your way maybe that's not the direction that you were supposed to be going. Maybe you're mm-hmm. supposed to take another direction. Mm-hmm. So this, when you reach that up, that we call it like a crossroad, mm-hmm. you're back against the wall. When your back is against the wall, what do you do? You stand up and stare at the wall or you start looking for ways that you could make this thing work? Because when you have a dream to open a restaurant, there are many ways to open a restaurant. You may be thinking today, well, okay, I'm going to open this restaurant, this five-star restaurant and things like that. But then at that point in time, it may start off like a mobile, you know, those mobile trucks where they have the food selling. And this thing is going to expand and expand. And then the lives that you're touching along the way and the people that you meet along that way is going to open up so many doors for you. But sometimes we try to, Bypass the creeping process. And we try to just, as we, uh, you know, as a child born and they start babbling and moving around, you want to just up and walk or run. But there's a process to things. So then you just have to figure out okay, I was going this direction. And now there's so many obstacles here. I don't have the finance for this. I don't have this, you know, things just happening in my way. So then you have to figure out, okay, I tried it this way. Okay, let me try another way and then move past that.
0: Okay. Well, that brings me to, you talked about creeping and, you know, going through the process. You also um, talk about hard work. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have the hope that things are going to get better. We keep dreaming, but then um, we need to put in the work. And do you have any tips on how we put in that work?
1: Well, it depends on what direction, you know, what your dreams and goals are. So me as a as a serial business, you know, CEO, uh, entrepreneur, I have different avenues that I, you know, that I operate, I should say. And I'm also a children's author, as you mentioned. But if you, let's talk about children's author. If you want to... Write a book. And, um, you know, there are things that you have to do. Writing a book is one part of it. And, Magic you know this. Marketing, on the other hand, if you write this book and just sit down, holding the book in your hand, you know, like this, you're just holding the book in your hand, nothing's going to happen. So you now have to market this book. You have to find ways, but it'd be inexpensive ways, or if you have the money to put it out there. But if it's not seen by somebody, how are you getting sales? So, this is where working, not so much working hard, but working smart and being productive. So, if I write this book, as some of you may be thinking today, if I write this book, when I write this book here now, what is my next step? How do I get this book into the stores? So you have to put in that work. You have to speak to people. You have to get up out of your house and make that move. You have to literally call some bookstores. You have to go to the bookstores, your local bookstores. You have to, you know, you have to create some some you know some opportunities, and then other doors is gonna open up you know, for more people to see what you have written. And depending on what you have written, depending on the product that you have, you know, we we are called here to um, be a solution to people, you know, to some things. So when there's a problem, if you write a book about a certain problem, guess what? Who are your target audience? Do you know your target audience? That's who you pushing towards to have this book into your target audience hands versus putting it somewhere else where it's not going to be appreciated. It's not going to be seen. It's just going to be probably, you know, sitting on somebody's, um, shelf, you know, things like that.
0: Well, as you're talking about working smart, um, hand-in-hand hand with working hard, and you using the book example, I think that maybe you should have a masterclass for um, for authors that are out there and, um, and share that knowledge with them.
1: Right. So I do have, from time to time, I do have free workshops where I show um, aspiring authors and also authors who have written books already um, certain steps of how to publish a book. Now in when you're when you're a, and I'm a self-published author, versus going the you know um truly traditional way and things like that. And um, people tend to say, well, if you self-publish, you're not gonna be seen. You wouldn't become a bestseller. There's, you know, there's so many things. And then we quote all these prices and and make Aspiring authors think, well, okay, it costs $10,000 to write a book and publish a book. And that minute, that's not the case. So when you come now, and when I have these these workshops, I call it, um. I usually talk to them and ask them, well, what type of books they want to write. But I don't specifically say, well, okay, this is the tips to go and write a children's book. I give them tips. I give them, show them the process about doing things. And then they go and they, you know, they, they're motivated, they're empowered, you know, they're inspired to write books now. And I just finished a a, um, workshop about a month ago. And three of the author, well, aspiring authors that was in that um, particular workshop, they are getting ready to um, launch their book by December. And guess what? It did not cost them $5,000 like some people will tell them. It did not cost them $10,000. It did not cost them $2,000, you know, You, you know. And as far as the masterclass, I am thinking, because so many authors have requested um, having a masterclass about um, bestselling, how to become a bestselling author, because there are two types of bestselling um, authors that many don't know. The one that does not have the banner and then there's the one that has the banner the next year name. So um, in the future, I may have it.
0: That's, that's wonderful. Um, please keep us posted. We have a group um, out there on Facebook called Humanity Chats Fans, where our listeners go to um, for updates. And so if you have a class coming up, um, please um, share it with us so that um, those who may be interested in following those steps would, uh, would benefit from that. Wow. So soon. Um, we've been speaking for 27 minutes. Yes. Um, you you talked about books at the latter end of this conversation. So I want to give you an opportunity. Do you have any of your books with you that you can show or? you? So, know?
1: I, so I do have some books. And um, so my first book is called To Purpose. And hope you guys can see it. But it teaches kids how to manage money, budget money, um, things like that. My second book is called Scrappy Was in Love with an Owl. And this is um, a school, most schools, teachers love it because it's a Valentine's book where a squirrel fell in love with an owl. Very funny. Um, This is one of my favorite, you know. And my third book is Thank You God for Another Day which is um, in the world now, this young boy was, you know, being grateful, thanking God for everything that happened, things that we, you know, we take for granted. And also I'll use the opportunity to um, talk a little bit, one second about my upcoming book with my son. Um, Him and I um, co-authored a book and it's called Corona Here, Corona There, Corona um, You Better Leave This Year. So um, it's a memorial of of COVID in 2020, everything that happened, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, just in general. So if you guys on Amazon, check it out, you know.
0: Wow. So, um, yeah, um, viewers, listeners, you heard Dr. Nikki, um, find her on Amazon and do they find you under Nikki Maharaj or Nakisha Maharaj?
1: So on Amazon, it's going to be Nakisha Maharaj. But, um, if you're looking for me to ask me a specific question, you know, on anything, you could find me, and on, on Facebook as Nikki Maharaj.
0: Okay. So, um, I realized that I was saying Maharaj, but then it's Maharaj.
1: So it's actually Maharaj, but I, I just shortened it up. Okay, okay. Okay. You were you were right, Margie.
0: <laughs> well, um viewers, that is the name that is um, scrolling on the ticker right now, Nakisha Maharaj for um, Amazon, if you want to find her books, and Nikki Maharaj, if you want to find her on social media, if you have any questions for this woman of God who is known for her acts of kindness and her compassionate heart. Um, So soon, our time is up. Uh, We are so grateful to you for giving us those examples from your life. Now, um, Dr. Maharaj's examples may not necessarily be applicable to you, um, and she's not saying that um, her rules are golden, but, you know, it's worth listening to, and if it applies to your life or if you're of the same faith that she's of, um, you can, um, you know, look to your religion for hope um, and... um, you know, your dreams um, are possible. And I know that sometimes that is hard to say, um, especially these days, not knowing what tomorrow holds for you. And she also gave us tips on hard work. You can press the rewind button and listen to her conversation. This conversation is available on all major podcasts, Um, Humanity Chats with Margie, shared with your network. um, And it's available on YouTube as well. Now, before we, wrap up before we leave. Um, Dr. Nikki, we would love it if you could share some final words with our um, listeners.
1: So some final words, you know, just keep focused, you know, try not to get distracted in this time. I know a lot of people are um, mostly talking about COVID, the vaccine, but you find that rose in the midst of all these thorns that are going on around your life. So, you know, that's it for my, that's my little two cents to you guys.
0: Well, that was Dr. Nikki's two cents to us. This has been Humanity Chats with Margie. We come to you on Thursdays to talk about everyday issues that impact humans. Um, Join us, uh, tell your friends about us. Follow our blog, margimarch.com slash forward slash blog to learn about our guests. We have guests from all walks of life. Uh, Subscribe. If you're watching us right now and you haven't subscribed to Margie TV, this is your chance. Go subscribe, leave a review, listen on the podcast. Share it with someone. A lot of our guests have found us through the podcast. Um, It's been amazing, it's been an amazing ride. We've been doing this for about a year. And we always talk about topics that you are interested in hearing about. And so share your thoughts with us, join us. As always, all opinions expressed in this conversation are the views of the participants. Um, We are so thankful to our sponsors for um, keeping us going. Thanks to the support staff. Um, shout out to you all for all that you do for us. We are grateful to you. This has been Margie Marge and Dr. Niki Maharaj coming to you on a Thursday evening with Humanity Chats. Um, we have enjoyed appearing on your screens and on your devices. Next week, we start Breast Cancer Awareness. And we're going to have Rosie Monkeys as our first guest for October. We have an awesome dynamic lineup for the whole month. Um, subscribe to that YouTube channel to find out more. Thanks to everyone. And from Nikki and myself, we wish you a good night. Good night. Thank you for listening. Share with a friend. We are humans from all around the world. One kind only. And that is humankind, your friend Margie Marge.